What are the three biggest areas of strength for this Arizona State Sun Devils football team heading into the 2023 offseason? Well, that's what we're here to discuss on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. As always, thank you for tuning in. Remember, you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube, all you need to do is turn on notifications by liking and subscribing wherever you're getting those podcasts. Speaking of which, go ahead and follow me on Twitter to stay in touch with all of that content at RichieBrads36 and the podcast as well at LO underscore Sundables. Let's hop into today's conversation, taking a look at the biggest areas of strength for the Sun Devils football team heading into 2023. This is going to be a very different looking team for Arizona State. There's a lot of changes that are coming via the transfer portal, via recruitment, via guys that no longer have eligibility. There have been 19 players to transfer out of the program. There additionally have been 25 players to transfer into the program. There have also been 15 players who have signed on their letters of intent with three more hard commits for the team. That's a lot of new faces for this Arizona State Sunnibals football team. Some guys who could be playing some very, very important roles as well, which is why we're taking a look today and tomorrow at the biggest areas of strength as well as the biggest areas of concern heading into this offseason. Before we get started with my top three, I want to give an honorable mention to the defensive line. I think this is a very intriguing unit. There is some really fascinating players who are coming back, like Michael Matus, who missed all of last year with an ACL tear. There's also some really interesting transfers like Deshaun Mallory from Michigan State, Clayton Smith, the former five-star who's coming in from Texas, I believe. No, Oklahoma. Whoops. Sorry about that. Sooner fans. And then Prince Dorbaugh as well will be transferring in. And he is the one from Texas. So my apologies there. But there's, there's also... Like I said, Matus is coming back. Anthony Cooper is coming back. Aaron Stansbury is coming back. BJ Green, who I got to interview. And if you haven't had a chance to talk to him yet, definitely take a look at that podcast. CJ Fight, an incoming freshman as well. Also talk to him. If you haven't had a chance to check out those interviews, make sure that you do those. There's a lot of really fascinating guys. Robbie Harrison, a redshirt freshman for the team. Jaleel Riva Har- Harvey, also really interesting. I just... When I look at the position, it's just not one of those where I immediately am like, yeah, that's one of the biggest strengths of the team. I think there's a lot of unknowns with it. And that's the reason why it's an honorable mention for me instead of one of my top three. But there's a there's really good upside here for this to end up being one of the three areas of strength for the team. But starting off with the tight end spot, I understand that there's really only two names that stand out the most as like these guys that are going to be heavy contributors and whatnot, but man, you could not ask for a better guy. Starting with Messiah Swenson, who's going to be coming in to his second year in Tempe. 
didn't really get to make as big a splash as he was probably wanting to as a as a uh, first year guy for the team. But it's hard to not be excited about a dude who's built like a power forward at six foot eight, two hundred and fifty five pounds. Last year, fifteen catches, one hundred eighty five yards, two touchdowns. He performed sporadically throughout the year. There were some games where he made a really nice splash and then he just disappeared in other games. And I don't think that's a him problem. I think that's a coaching problem. And now that Kenny Dillingham is calling the shots, I'm really intrigued to see how he's going to use the tight ends that Arizona State has. Obviously, Messiah Swinson is really intriguing, but Jalen Conyers is definitely the guy to talk about here for Arizona State. Six foot four, 265 pounds, has that box out mentality, a 50 50 ball. It's mine, it's not yours. Overall, a guy who I believe can be a really good post-up receiver for the team and showed off a lot of ability last year to be one of the most game-changing tight ends that Arizona State has had in quite some time. Conyers posted 38 catches, 422 yards, and five touchdowns last year, which included a three-touchdown performance against Colorado. When Sean Aguano took over play calling, that's when Jalen Conyers took off because they decided to incorporate the tight end more into their offense, and they reaped the benefits of it. I think that this could be a very similar situation with Kenny Dillingham as he might look at this tight end room and be like, yeah, there's some guys that I want to get pretty heavily involved here. There's some guys that I think could be potential like big time change uh, difference makers for the team. And that's where I'm looking now for Arizona State is how much can we incorporate these guys? Because they're both really massive human beings. They're both a lot more athletic than their size might dictate. Again, for Swenson being six foot eight, 255, he moves really well. And for Jalen Conyers being 6'4", 265, he moves really well. These are guys that you definitely want to get the ball in their hands, allow them to create, throw the ball up to them, first of all, because I feel really good about a six foot eight and a six foot four tight end being able to come down with those 50-50 balls pretty consistently. When you look at the wide receiver room, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, spoiler alert, there is some decent size with some of the guys that are there, obviously like a Xavier Guillory and an Elijah Badger, six foot two, but there's a lot more size with these tight ends, both in height and build. And that's where I want to be able to get them involved in this offense early in the season, establish them as consistent playmakers and guys that are going to get the ball a lot more often than they are not. When you get dudes that are just that much more physically dominant than typical defensive backs and sometimes even linebackers. I mean, today's modern linebackers are just a lot smaller than what they used to be. They're six foot one, 230 pounds. And you're asking them to cover a six foot eight and a six foot four tight end. It's a matchup nightmare for these guys. So I really like the potential here of these tight ends. I think that they could make a really big difference for the team. And they are my number three area of strength for the Sun Devils heading into this year. You guys have to check out the FanDuel Sportsbook now that the NFL playoffs are here. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sportsbook in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today and get started with a $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. 
Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props and more. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance to get a bigger payout with a same game parlay. Right now, I'm looking at this weekend and I love the tight end specials that they have, which includes a combined receiving yards for Dallas Goddard and George Kittle, plus Travis Kelsey and George Kittle, 75 yards and 50 yards respectively in these games. All on the app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet and get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. If you guys have not checked out the Locked On, excuse me, the Locked On College Basketball Podcast, you need to go and make that your second listen of the day. Everything you need to know from college basketball in one place, here from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. It's Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you're getting your podcasts. Back into our conversation and looking at the second biggest area of strength for the team, I got the wide receiver spot. Or excuse me, I ruined it. Wide receiver is my number one spot. We'll get to that. Quarterback is actually my number two spot. And I feel like that might surprise some people. So hear me out as I break this down for you. I'm looking at the quarterback position. And there are some guys that I think could end up being big time difference makers for the team. And I'll explain that right now. When I look at the quarterback spot, I see a lot of intriguing guys that could potentially be big-time difference makers. First of all, it starts with Trenton Borgay, who's back for his final season with the team as a redshirt senior. He took over halfway through the year last year, and the offense was just night and day difference with him. Was second on the team with 1,490 passing yards, but he led the team with 11 touchdown passes and a rating of 144.3. He also was able to minimize interceptions for the most part, only having six, and took seven sacks. Is a pretty effective quarterback for somebody who's really not that big. Also had a chance to interview him. Another shameless self-plug. Check out that interview if you have not. Arizona State, I think, is in good hands with Trenton Borgay if they decide to roll with him. I'm not saying that he's going to have a Jake Plummer senior season, but I'm also not saying he's not going to have a Jake Plummer senior season. Kenny Dillingham feels like a little bit of a quarterback whisperer. And being able to work with some talented guys like Bo Nix previously, and the kid from Florida State whose name is escaping me at the moment, he's kind of shown off that he can get the most out of these guys. And with Trenton Borgay showing off some serious potential under Sean Aguano, it makes me wonder what he would be able to accomplish if he were to work with Trenton Borgay. But even if he doesn't work with Borgay, there's still some really, really intriguing guys here that I think could be big-time difference makers for the team. The second guy that we'll take a look at is Jacob Conover. Conover is a former four-star pro quarterback actually out of the Valley and is now going to be probably the third string heading into camp, but somebody who is going to be able to make a push for some starting time. Not starting time, but being able to push the guys ahead of him to be their best or else he might be able to come in and snipe some starting time. Not too much is known about him because he really just was not able to get onto the field very much with BYU. And that's because Jaron Hall is a very, very good quarterback. But I do think that Conover is going to be one of the more important pieces for Arizona State 
to be able to push the guys ahead of him. Obviously, the big name here to talk about has to be Drew Pine. Pine is coming in as a transfer from Notre Dame. When he took over midseason for the team, that's when Notre Dame was able to take off. That's when Notre Dame was able to get back to themselves because they started off the year one and two with a really, really bad loss to Marshall. Now they finished nine and four. And the biggest reason for that was the play of Drew Pine. He comes in, throws for 2,000 yards, 22 touchdowns to six interceptions. Does a little bit on the ground, nothing too crazy. But overall, Notre Dame was a much more effective unit when Drew Pine was that quarterback instead of Tyler Buckner. I think that Drew Pine definitely feels like another Bo Nix for this team. Bo Nix, obviously, excuse me, being the quarterback for Oregon, who turned into a little bit of a Heisman contender under Kenny Dillingham. Again, similar to what I said about uh, Trent Bourget, I'm not saying that Drew Pine can come in here and be this instant Heisman candidate, but I'm also not saying he can't because I do believe in Kenny Dillingham to get the most out of these guys. And the other thing that's really going to work towards the favor of these quarterbacks is the guys that they're going to be throwing to, which we'll get here, get to here in just a moment. But overall, I really like the competition that Arizona State has been able to set up at quarterback just between those three guys. Obviously, there's a couple more guys on the roster like Dalen McLemore, Max Clark, and potentially Israel Carter when he does sign his letter of intent to come in as a true freshman. There's going to be really good competition at the quarterback spot. That's the reason why it is my number two spot in terms of areas of strength for the team. Heading into the 2023 offseason, I'm looking forward to some really good competition here. Once again, thank you guys for making the Locked on Sun Levels your first listen of the day. For your second listen, check out the new podcast, Locked on College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Hear from big name experts, coaches, players, and more throughout the college basketball landscape. It's Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you're getting your podcasts. Wrapping up with my number one position, I accidentally already spoiled that. It's wide receiver. Wide receiver was already going to be a strength for the team when you consider everything they were bringing back. They brought back Andre Johnson. They brought back, more importantly, Elijah Badger and Giovanni Sanders. They also have Chad Johnson Jr., Zeke Freeman, Javon Jacobs, and a few other guys as well. But they brought in some really intriguing transfer products. Xavier Guillory coming in from Idaho State. Troy Omer coming in from uh, Texas. And Mel Constaval coming in most recently from Colorado State. You also have Jake Smith most recently from USC. That's a lot of new faces that are being added to what was already a position of strength for the team. Now I look at this offense with Kenny Dillingham, who's going to want to throw the ball a lot, And with all of these really fascinating playmakers on the team, this could be a special passing attack for Arizona State in 2023. Again, I really want to preface this by saying that this isn't me anticipating it's going to be the number one passing attack in the Pac-12 or even a top six passing attack in the top 12 because there's a lot of really good quarterbacks. But they could definitely take a pretty massive step forward from their production in 2022 where they only had about 3,000 yards and 18 touchdown passes. I expect those numbers to increase. I think that they're going to be closer to 4,000 passing yards. 
I think they should be able to get over 20 touchdown passes. There's potential for guys like Elijah Badger, who finished with 866 yards a year ago, to get to that 1,000-yard plateau. A guy like Giovanni Sanders to get ahead of his 500 yards that he had from a year ago. Potential for some of the new transfers like Xavier Guillory and Jake Smith to be able to make instant impacts for the team and overall be able to really produce, be productive, be big-time playmakers for the team. You have other guys like Mel Constable and Troy Omer and Javon Jacobs who might be able to give you some really intriguing depth here. Overall, I look at the wide receiver spot and I love the depth. I love the talent. I love the upside. And I love the proven guys that are already on this team. The wide receiver spot, 100%, looks to me to be the most talented position for the team. Like I said, I think that Elijah Badger is probably a thousand yard receiver. He wasn't that far off a year ago and he really took off when Sean Aguano took over. Now he's got Kenny Dillingham taking over to be able to get the most out of him, to be able to take him to that next step in his career. Giovanni Sanders, a terrific slot receiver. Expect the same out of him. I love all the competition that's going to be going on across from Elijah Badger. Andre Johnson has the potential to finally step into the potential that he has for himself. Jake Smith, Xavier Guillory, there's a lot of guys here. This is going to be one of the most anticipated camp battles, in my opinion, during spring ball. You're going to be learning a lot about what you have here and the overall impact that you might be able to get out of these guys. This is a really, really good situation that the Sun Devils have found themselves in with the wide receiver spot. Again, this to me 100% feels like the number one area of strength for the team heading into 2023. Overall, the three spots I highlighted all have to do with throwing the football. Wide receiver, quarterback, tight end. Kenny Dillingham is coming in. It's not a coincidence that those are the three biggest areas of strength with a guy who's going to have a high-flying, high-powered offense. Do not be surprised if Arizona State yields a much improved passing attack from what they had in 2022. Do not be surprised if whoever is starting at quarterback is able to have a career season with all of the weapons that they have at their disposal. For what it's worth, the running back spot is also really intriguing to me with Cameron Scadavo, DeCarlos Brooks, and Tevin White set to have major roles for the team. Obviously, there will be some other guys as well that'll that'll contend for some time, like Deontay Elliott and George Hart. All in all, I really, really like the offense. I did mention the defensive line is one of the positions I'm really looking forward to. And the bottom line here is I think that this Sun Devils team is going to be much better than they were last year. That is going to wrap it up for this edition of the podcast, though. So thank you guys for tuning in. Remember, this podcast is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you want to check us out on the visual platform. Wherever you're getting your podcast, though, hit like and subscribe. Turn on notifications so you get an update when we post new content. And stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter at RichieBrads36. And the podcast as well at LO underscore Sundables. Till next time, though, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sundables.